0: Hello. And they say third time's a charm, Chet. Uh let's see if that's true. I'm Denzel and I'm Chet. Uh since we we skipped your introduction the last time we did the show.
1: Yeah, we did not we did not get to that. Tell the people who you are. Okay, so I'm Chet, uh otherwise known as Bushido Brown or Bushido Brown SD. Um I do some some silly things on the internet, and I play fighting games, and I have a band uh, called Infinite Combo. We play jazz, and uh, I play a lot of fighting games. Uh, I got top 64 at Evo in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. <laughs> 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 Just got to give the plug. Shout uh, out to the
0: plug. Did you run off on the plug twice?
1: I, I, I don't get this reference. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a song by Plias. Ran yep.
0: up on the plug
1: twice. Yeah, no, you lost me on this one, man. Wow, nah, it's all good. All right. Well, anyway, continue, continue. <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't really know. Uh, oh, I do motion graphics for a living. That's kind of cool. Imagine animation without half the creativity and imagine graphic design, but pays better. Yeah, that's that's more or less it. I, I may not look it, but I am of uh, African American descent, so I may I may drop some some hood words on you. And uh, you know, just don't don't doubt the cred when we get there. <laughs> this is this is me showing my black card right now. My dad is black, he's still in my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so for those of you on the internet uh listening to this, Google Alex Wiley. He's a rapper from Chicago. That's not what chat looks like. But he's also black. Just keep that in mind when you look at that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check this. I, I wanna okay. see. Okay. I want to see how not a uh, not black showing he is. Not black presenting. So yeah, I, uh, I Googled that myself, Alex Wiley. I, I understand your struggle, my brother.) Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the audience may be a little confused by that. And speaking of the audience. Oh, hey, we've got,
0: uh, we've got voicemails. I didn't do a great job of informing people last week. I kind of stuck it on as a stinger towards yeah, the just, end of the episode. Just
1: threw it on there. Nice song at uh, the end.
0: So you can email us at askrnh at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail on our hotline, 413-SAVAGE-1. Yeah. I don't know the corresponding numbers, but I'm sure as, as long as it's spelled savage, you're you're on the right track. You Just
1: gotta harken back to your Nokia texting days when you had to hit seven four times just to get that s.
0: Precisely, that's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah, here we go. All right, so here's the first voicemail. Yo, what up, motherfucker? <laughs> All what, right.
1: Was was there more? No, that, that, that was that's, it. That's the whole. That's a good call. Thanks. I believe
0: that was from a Mr. Gad. Or was it, it's either 688 or, excuse me, 688 or GAD from the Dick Show IRC channel. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so here's the next one.
2: Hello, Denzel. This is your father calling. I just wanted to That's say, I think dad. you're doing a really good job with the podcast.
0: Oh, thank me and you. Your mother
2: are very happy with you.
0: Uh, okay, <laughs> the next one is a little more kosher, a little more Christian. <laughs> and, uh,
2: Maybe he talk about some things that people actually care about. <laughs> I don't know. I name Chet. Chet might be a name. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. But you know, he sounds like a pretty nice man. I am very pleasant, yes. just don't any gay things with him. I <laughs> well, love you, Mr. Denzel, Mr. Big Shot, living outside Hollywood. You, you know you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I hope that you call me and your mom sometime. Your dad sounds tired.
0: Yeah, He sounds very tired and possibly drunk.
2: Alright. I don't know what to call in about, because, uh, he didn't say anything that we should, uh, call in <laughs> about, but... I just thought of something. Your voicemail, uh, receiver sounds like the line's dead. I hung up already once, but then, uh... It says to leave a message, so I'm assuming you guys got that figured out. You should have like a like an intro or something with a the theme playing in the background. Anyway, uh, see you next Tuesday and go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah, that's thanks a classic. For the, thanks for the uh, feedback. I appreciate it. I actually I changed it from what it was to what it is now, which is essentially a greeting from me. There's not a way to straight upload a voicemail to it which is fucking stupid that seems odd <laughs> it's google voice why it, the fuck wouldn't there be something to do with that for real that doesn't make any fucking sense to it's me. not as though they're hurting for server space exactly exactly fucking assholes
2: hello Tysis tech support I've forgotten my password, and someone stole the sticky note from under my keyboard, so I don't know what it is anymore. <laughs> I tried password I think I know and this my voice. social security number, which is 391542913, but neither of those worked. I can't reset it on my own, because my computer won't turn on.
1: Because I, I, I spilled some coffee on it or something. If you could just if you could
2: stop masturbating all day and come down <laughs> to my office and fix it, that would be nice. Do your job for once.
0: See, this is this is a common thing. This is a common problem. Although that is a parody from I believe Sofa Man Connor. Um, he he brings up something that's very present in my workplace. Mm-hmm. I think. In a lot of workplaces actually, the assumption is that IT doesn't do shit all day.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, you don't you just sit around waiting for something to break. Yeah. And then you just hop right to it once something catches on fire. It's fucking
0: annoying because that's never the case. I mean, granted, in some workplaces you do have a lot of downtime. Yeah. But if you're if you're really doing the job of IT, what you're doing throughout the day is optimizing things you're creating projects for yourself you're learning new things all day Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily things that are related to an issue going on in the office but it's something that could save a save people time down the road makes sense that's that's all it is and it's fucking tough to get that through people's heads Yeah It's fucking hard Because nobody ever believes you It's just like What have you been doing all day I don't know Watching YouTube videos And smoking dank (laughs) kush Jesus fucking Christ
1: I mean that is Almost what I did all day Did not smoke any weed uh, But I spent The majority of my day Just watching Twitch Oh good Good for uh, you Awesome Games Done Quick Is going on
0: Oh yeah Awesome Games Done Quick The uh, twice yearly Speed running marathon that spans yes. for seven days, going uh, preventing ugh, yeah. It's proceeds a, going to the prevent count
1: prevent cancer foundation. Yes, pre- <laughs>
0: pre- I still can't say it words and uh, Médecins Sans Frontières. Uh, yeah, uh, doctors oui, oui. without borders. Yes, I uh, see. I I like how I got that one out easier than prevent cancer. So we're
1: doing the rest of the episode in French. Yeah, we. Oui. Wait, oui, oui. oh, <laughs>
0: wait. I forgot <laughs> what <him> I ho. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, next voicemail. Hey there, Chet and Denzel. This is President Barack Obama, and this is how I
1: talk. <laughs> it's my last few days in the Oval Office, and I've got a lot more freedom to make this country a better place.
0: That's why I'm putting the two of you on the no fly list. We're talking shit. about bombing airplanes on your podcast. <laughs> See you later, suckers.
1: Well, well, damn. Yeah, shit, that cancels my march plans. Fucking
0: icing me out, Obama. I'll <sighs> get you, you motherfucker. That's not a threat. <laughs> That's a, not I'm cutting threat. I'm cutting this part out. Fuck it. I don't I'm not taking any fucking <laughs> right? chances. No chances. Hello. I am Russian vodka. I hear you have opening on show. For food-based color with thick accent, I am perfect fit, as vodka is number one food in Russia. Also, have been to jail many times. Call back, please. Nice number one food. Number one
1: food, that's dope. (laughs) I can't think of any actual Russian foods, so yeah, borscht.
0: Borscht. Borscht. (laughs) uh, What knishes? Yeah, Elgate. Rap
1: snitches, knishes. Shout Shoutouts to MF Doom. Shoutouts. Uh, let's, let's see. Let's get him on the show.
0: Rap snitches, knitches.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, Chet and Denzel. This is your friendly neighborhood sofa man. Couch
0: congratulations on your brand new podcast. Congratulations. Congratulations. It's great to recline back and listen
1: to after a long day of fighting crime. Keep up the good work and stay comfortable.
0: Well, thank you, sofa man.
1: I appreciate it. I can't think of any couch-related puns for this. I was trying to think of a way to fit in Lazy Boy, and I just beefed it. I I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: Here's our last voicemail.
2: What's up, Denzel? VA here. I got a tech question for you, and it's more about what the fuck to do in a social situation at work where – I'm one of those MacGyver, you know, command line uh, gurus who just sit there and, you know, just write up code on the fly, uh, fix problems and solve problems, uh, you know, the infrastructure. But, you know, when performance review time comes around, it's like, well, what have you been doing all year? What's the big project you've been working on? Obviously, you work on big projects with a lot of other people, but do you remember that time when, you know, the whole infrastructure was burning down? Well, uh, what do you tell them? What do you put in your performance review for, like, you know, spent this hour checking to find out what the problem was, crafted up some code that would stay in place for until the developers actually kicked the stupid bug that caused the whole problem in the first place. What what, kind of, you know, how do you you convey this to people? And also project managers that just come to you because you're the Ms. MacGyver. They come to you and they say, hey, can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? Because obviously nobody else on my other teams can help me with this because they just don't know but when, I, when they ask me the questions, always, oh, let me see what I can do for you. Because obviously, I love a challenge. And I always want to hit these things hard. So let me know.
0: That's a good question. That,
1: that's um, a pretty uh, lengthy answer. A lengthy question, which will have lengthy answers. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. So to one of the things that you have to do as an employee of a company is set your expectations. So typically, at least from what I've learned, uh, once you start working somewhere, once you have that salary, you shouldn't expect it to move too much, uh, without putting in a shitload of time, like five years or so. And even after that, you shouldn't expect it to move up too much. And as far as performance review time goes, uh, if so, what you need to do is, A, have evidence of what you're working on. Not necessarily film the whole troubleshooting (laughs) process, but just have documentation for what's going on in
1: the office. One thing that I've found, um, I don't know if this is the case for you, but it sounds like it is, Um, If you're doing something that other people don't do, or if you're more proficient at it than the other people around you, it's kind of easy to pretty much bullshit your way through it just by saying, look, this is what I had to do. This is how long it takes. Can you prove me wrong? And no one's really going to call your bluff because no one's in the position to do so. It's often what I do. I'm the only animator at my studio and even when we had one other guy, he was never the one questioning how long I was taking to do everything. The only people who would ever get on me about timing were the project managers, the people who were just trying to appease the client. No one on my end would ever question, like, why is that taking so long? Like, because it does. Like- yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> like it, it, When you have somebody who doesn't know what they're doing constantly approaching you to do things... Or if they're pressing you about how much time things take, just let them know. Like you don't know what I do. Yeah, back I off. I don't. I don't come to your desk and slap the boss's dick out your mouth while you're <laughs> sucking, huh? Ask <Asking> you <laughs> why you taking so long. Why Bitch. aren't you cupping the balls? Why? Why aren't you cupping? The, why don't you stick a little pinky in the butt? Come huh? on, man. you don't know if he doesn't like it. Maybe he's afraid to ask. Shit. So I mean, m- for the most part it's it's about managing their expectations as well as managing yours. Yeah. Because if they, they need to, at least in my mind, uh, this, this is how IT should work. If you're not using the ticketing system, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Because if you, all I want is a fucking ticket. Here's a story from uh, where I used to work. We had a new IT manager come in and uh, after about three months, he calls me into HR and he says, hey, so we noticed that you haven't been doing much around the office and we need you to change your performance. And we we really like you, but disciplinary action is gonna need to be taken if you don't step it up. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I went back to my desk and I printed out the last four pages from the ticketing system showing that of... The four pages is 50 tickets. Oh, damn. So, uh, or no, it's 50 tickets per page. So it's 200 total. shit. Okay. So (laughs) of the 200 tickets, the last 200 tickets that were in there, I had fixed 140 of them. All right. (laughs) So I printed out those four pages and I took it back to the HR office and I said, look, whoever's giving you this information that I'm not doing anything is a liar is fucking lying. And this is my proof.
1: Backstabbing piece of shit, so coward!
0: I uh, after that we were peachy. After that, yeah, I, I was just it. like, never fucking question me again, you fucking bitch! <laughs> you don't know what goes on I, in these streets. I just, I just put you on skates and hit you with the Euro step. You fucking hoe! Ha! God damn! And so, essentially, what I'm what I'm getting at is always be able to prove what your what you've been working on. Uh, at least uh, have the result ready. Yeah. And maybe in your case, if you if you can't drive people towards the ticketing system, you may want to consider writing like a knowledge base, getting a knowledge base together and just putting all the solutions for every problem that you've ever fixed there. And nobody's going to be mad at you for setting up documentation. This is true. And if somebody gets mad at you for setting up documentation, you rip their fucking eyes out (laughs) because they're not going to read it. that's my that's my biggest pet peeve how the fuck are you working in it and you have no documentation for anything none yeah that's something that happens so frequently in offices and i understand that people get busy but you need to work documentation into whatever the fuck you're working on if
1: you fix something write it down let the people know
0: That's one of the biggest perks of having a ticketing system. Right. Because it's kind of a built-in knowledge base. Although the the names of the problems are a little bit fucky because people don't know what exactly is going on, which is fair. I wouldn't expect fucking young Nancy in accounting to know what exactly uh, the blue screen of death is saying to her. Right.
1: So, What do you mean page fault in a non-paged area? (laughs) (laughs) I don't have pages. This is a screen.
0: (laughs) exactly exactly and that's a, i that's the best advice that i can give you do you have anything now add chet
1: no that pretty much hit it like it, it you know be able to prove what you're doing and you'll, you'll be solid you know there's really no other comeback to that if you have evidence they can't they can't refute it
0: yeah they don't know what the fuck you're doing yeah you i've the other day I was at work, I was so pissed off because I was explaining something to somebody, and they just gave me the dead eyes. It looks like they're looking right through me, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, it's like dog like i just I just spent the last twenty minutes explaining to you in the most simple terms what exactly has been going on, but
1: that was too much,
0: yeah, yeah, your brain fried at word five. <laughs> So, again, you can call us at 413-SAVAGE1 to leave a voicemail for, for the champs. And you can email us at askrnh at gmail.com.
1: So, uh, there's a, a, a few interesting things happening throughout the internet uh, in the past week. Um, one that amused me for a little bit was there's a, a Twitch channel That's streaming. I don't know if they're still going. I'm assuming they are. It had two of the Google Home robots. They're kind of like a Siri type thing. Talking to each other. And they would just play off of each other's responses. And they had a Twitch channel set up for this. And they just were live streaming and just letting it go. And uh, there was some really strange things that they were talking about. Like One of the common topics was, are you human? Yeah, I'm human. You're a robot. No, I'm not a robot. You're a robot. I'm human. What are you talking about? I can't be a robot because I'm a human. You're the robot. And, like, they just went back and forth in this almost recursive loop. And then one of them will just throw a question just, like, out of left field. Just like, oh, how old are you? Well, I'm 28. Well, I'm 25. What do you want to do when you get older? (laughs) Jeez, that's real creepy. It was pretty weird, but it was also really funny at at times because, like, uh, one of the robots was a male voice. The other one was a female voice. So there was this weird sort of romance that would pop in and out, <laughs> and like um, the the Twitch chat, of course, is just losing their mind anytime anything happens because that's fucking Twitch chat. And um, like the 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 girl was snarkier than the than the male bot. So anytime like the man would make a pass at the female like hey you want to go out to dinner and the girl would be like where do you want to go and be like i don't know where do you want to go and she'd be like you never told me <laughs> 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 and then he's like but you never said and she said fine i don't want to go and then the twitch would just lose their minds <laughs> just absolutely gone cold ass robot man yeah, this robot's a fucking bitch and then it of course then it would go back into the recursive loop of i'm not a robot are you a ro-?
0: <laughs> just just two people trying to convince each other that they're human yeah it was That's kind gonna of be
1: a huge problem in the future it just might i'm waiting for the replicants to uh to have these same problems oh geez i'm
0: not looking forward to it i'm not looking forward to it hopefully i mean hopefully by then they have a shot that I can take that'll make me live as long as I want. Dude, I'm banking on being
1: 200. Whew, I need that. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I don't want to go out like a bitch at 140. <laughs> Come on, man. Unless I get murdered, I'm not dying before 100. All right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. The impending apocalypse will decide. Yeah, there you go. Robot apocalypse. Robocalypse. Robocalypse. The just AI running rampant on some Skynet shit.
1: Yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm mm, I'm I ab- absolutely not ready. It's for gonna it. be.
0: <laughs> I think it's gonna turn out to be closer to the Matrix than anything.
1: Yeah, and that's actually pretty likely. Like it, it would be more of um, a subversive uh, altered reality kind of thing rather than a Terminator machines literally start killing us type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that makes that makes more sense. It would be more apropos for machines.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they would still need humans. Yeah.
1: But to what degree? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm sure at some point they just become, humans become irrelevant. You know, you can have self sustaining chain of command and supply lines. Like when a robot breaks, you just recycle their parts, make them into a new machine, you're good. But you would still need to have somebody assemble
0: the initial machines that would be needed to build other machines. So,
1: you, if an AI gets advanced enough, I don't think so. You would have to have the first AI. Like, an AI couldn't create itself to be, you know, this advanced, but of course, that would be the folly of man that does this. And then, once there's a machine advanced enough, it's going to have a database for the internet to be like, oh, I can take a look at these existing factories and these existing things that are already used to build machines. Oh, I can modify that. And then here you here you are, now you're mass producing murder bots. Well I'm fine with that. Whatever. Mass produced murder bots. I mean,
0: it's I'd rather be subjugated by robots than other humans. Yeah, it feels a
1: little bit more um like we had it coming. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. If 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 things turn around, turn turn dirty again, and they bring back slavery. Whew, oh boy. Yeah, if Oh boy.
1: I, I feel like slavery could never really be reinstated. Reinstituted (laughs) or reinstated um, in a modern era, for one because of social media, and two because people will be so pissed off that it happened. You're assuming that society stays in the same structure that it is. Okay, yeah, I'm talking more about in near future, in you know several hundred years. (laughs) Who knows?
0: (laughs) Who fucking knows? It'd be fucking Game of Thrones out here.
1: Yeah, we we brought dragons back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, we genetically engineered dragons and they fucked the world up. Oh,
1: shit, that was a mistake. Oh, Jesus. Did not learn from Jurassic Park.
0: Not at all. Nobody ever does. That's
1: the point. That that I think that is literally the point of Jurassic World.
0: Yeah, yeah, you should have learned. You should have <laughs> learned, BD Wong, you fucked up. Oh, why? <laughs> what was his name on law and order? Oh, jeez, I don't know. I, no, I, don't, I don't remember. But Executive was... producer Dick Wolf. <laughs> Dick Wolf, such a good name.
1: How do you get such a good name?
0: I don't know. The second greatest name I've seen, though, is Speed Weed.
1: Speed Weed's a good one. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. That was a good-ass name. Well, then you can have a crazy-ass father and be, mo- be named Moon Unit Zappa. Moon Unit Zappa? Yeah, that's uh, Frank Zappa's daughter. And then there's also his sons, Tweezle and Dweezle. That sucks. Their father is Frank Zappa. I would expect nothing less of him. The Golden Globes were, what, Saturday? Sunday. Yes. Sunday? Sunday, yes. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Um, and Atlanta won, I think, best TV show. And during Donald Glover's acceptance speech, he gave a shout-out to Migos who had a cameo on the show, but he did not give them the shout out for being on the show. He gave them the shout-out for making bad and bougie. It's a great song. It is a great song. Raindrops. Drop tops. It's great. Yeah, no. It's, yeah, it's 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 a good song, except for a little Uzi's on it, unfortunately. Oh Jesus. Yeah, that was.
0: <laughs> hey, 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 hey! <laughs> uh
1: oh, there geez. there is a version uh on YouTube that just Cuts his verse right oh, out perfect It's great
0: <laughs> Perfect He fucks that song up He really does Really badly God his verse sucks It's trash It just sounds like he's a He's like a child Yeah
2: like,
1: And he it doesn't sound like he actually wrote a verse Like it's not even like a freestyle Because freestyles are better than that he, Like he literally is like What? Oh Like What?
0: The- Ganarari
1: <laughs> a fa- Fuck for- Fifty eight. Come on, dog. Chill,
0: <laughs> chill. Stop fucking up good music for real. You piece of shit.
1: God damn. I, I don't think I've ever actually heard a Lil Uzi song. Me neither. But like, I like. I've heard stuff by the people that get associated with him, like Lil Yachty and stuff. I'm like, I am not interested in what you have to offer, Mister Uzi. So I think
0: Lil Yachty makes the better of the of the two of them. He From makes what I've heard, the yeah. Music. But that's not saying a whole lot. No, it's like it's really weird because that sort of music would have been fucking made fun of four years ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, granted, it still gets made fun of anyway. But people
0: bang like you put on if you put on a Lil Uzi Vert song in my car, we're fighting. (laughs) <laughs> We're gonna fight <laughs> That's not good That's fucking stupid That music sucks And there's up. There's not There's not much music out That I would say Is just terrible I blame Lil Thug for this Yeah Or Young Thug Young Thug Young, Thug. Young I blame Young Thug He's like He sounds like Young Thug They but all sound trash. like Young Thug Yeah Yeah Little and, mumble rappers like, and, like,
1: hey, I, hey. and I don't even really mind The mumbling so much Like I kind of fucked with Panda. And that—that that is, it is impossible to tell what the fuck that guy's saying. But that's just another level of just bad.
0: Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I can't. <laughs> yeah. It's next level shit. It's just devolved. It's really fucking weird. And I remember when I was younger, bitching and complaining about how bad rap music was in the mid-2000s. Because I was like, "Oh, I listen to a tribe called Quest. Yeah. I listen to De La Soul. Yeah. Fuck Fifty Cent. Fuck Jaw Rule." <laughs> but now, like, I go back and I listen to some of that, and yeah. some of it
1: bangs, dude. Some yeah. of it's really fucking good. Go re-listen to "Holla Holla" by Jaw Rule. And you'd be oh, like, "This shit. song slaps, yo." <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Stunt One Hundred One by G Unit.
1: Like, there's <sighs> some, there's some good. Music that was slept on in middle school and high school, yeah, for sure,
0: definitely. Now it's kind of just a joke, a little bit, yeah. So, little Debbie, little B, riff raff, paved, yeah. and young thug, all paved the way for the shit that's out now. Yeah, if little Debbie dropped a track right now, she could probably get a track with little Uzi Vert oh, easy. and riff raff, riff raff, man. He had some bangers, too.
1: Yeah, fucking uh, Show You How to Be the Man? Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. The remix with Slim Thug and Paul yes. Wow.
1: Yes. H-Town. Damn, that song is tight. Yeah.
0: Dude, I listened to Still Tipping the other day. You know, I don't think I know that one. Oh, Still Tipping on Fofos, Wrapped in Fofos. No? I, I don't got it. Look who creepin', look who crawlin', big ballin' in the mix. It's that six-six long dick slim nigga sticking your chick. Oh, mm. you know, never heard that. No, I don't oh, know this. Oh my God, who's
1: is that, that, that riff? Right like, no, it's, well, uh, I mean, it's. I guess that wasn't his first.
0: <laughs> Mike Jones, Slim Thug, and Paul
1: Wall. Oh man, all that right. song
0: was fire back in the all day.
1: Right. I really never fucked with Mike Jones. Like never, never. Oh my God, because like all of the dudes who annoyed me the most in high school were all about Mike Jones. I'm like, fuck this dude. <laughs> <laughs> that he. Damn, dude!
0: He some of those, some of those Texas dudes have real, real crazy slappers.
1: Yeah, real fucking crazy yeah, slappers. Texas rappers, I never, yeah, did not fuck with any of them when they were when they were popping in high school.
0: No, not at all. Not at
1: all. I still remember the lyrics to a lot of those songs, though. It's crazy how much you remember lyrics. Yeah, like put on a song from ten years ago. You can see if you can still rap a whole verse. Throw some D's on it. Oh. Easy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh what else came on? Yeah. Pff, Go shorty, it's a birthday, that 50 yeah. fifty cent one. Yeah. In the club. Yeah. Yeah, in the club. <laughs> uh a few other ones, I'm sure.
1: I, I was really into Ludacris for a bit. Oh, I still remember all the lyrics <laughs> of Saturday. Saturday was my shit. Such
0: a good song. Yeah. And Fat Rabbit? Nope. It was on uh, the album Southern Hospitality. Oh, okay, yeah, it was so a that bonus was, track. Yeah, yeah, better than Fat Fat a dub sack. And it was he was just rapping about pussy the entire time. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh god, it was great. great. It was fucking great.
1: Shout out to Ludacris.
0: Luda, Chris. Luda! <laughs> It was good shit, man. That was some good ass stuff.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, and now, it. now you get Lil Yachty.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because the music now doesn't have much of a shelf life for me.
1: No. Shit gets old really fast. I mean, a lot of it's cuz it's so accessible. Back in the day, if you need if you wanted to listen to a CD, you had to buy a CD. Then Napster came around and Kazaa and everything like that. So it was easier to get, but even then it still wasn't like anything here you have it. Now, you know, you got you got Spotify, you got google play you got itunes and then even if they're not signed you've got soundcloud you've got youtube yeah you can listen to anything at any time yeah so well i think
0: more so when i what i was getting at was the staying power of the songs well
1: yeah but i mean like you can play a track 10 times be like okay that was cool but i have all this other music to listen to oh this other track is also good I'm going to listen to this new one. And then they just the cycle kind of continues.
0: Well, even even going back to older music, right? Like, music hasn't stopped coming out since the mid-2000s. Sure. But the quality has changed a whole lot between then and now.
1: I mean, on the whole, probably. Um, but, I mean, you can if you take individual tracks from 10, 20 years ago, you're only going to go back to the high-quality ones.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So, you know, if you listen to, like, I'll occasionally put on, like, pretty old stuff. Like, um, God, I forgot the name. It was one of Janet Jackson's big albums. And I'm like, okay, I know all this music, but I only want to listen to, like, two of these tracks out of this whole CD. Yeah. And those, those ones will, like, they always have staying power. Those, you know, will stick with you. But, you know, that's two out of the whole album so uh, I didn't cover this at the beginning
0: of the show, but we did receive a question via Twitter, which I will uh advise against going forward. My mentions are a little bit on fire, so I mean I' Blowing guess. up too much, yeah, right We out here the brand is growing hell yeah if you if you wanna tweet a question to us, you can tweet a tweet at us at x Real nerd hours on Twitter. You can send us a question at askrnh at gmail.com and
1: you can leave a voicemail. You
0: can leave a voicemail at 413-SAVAGE1, the number one. Savage and the number one, area code 413. That's a Massachusetts area code because Google Voice could only provide me with that one number. That was the last one in their coffers, that was Savage. We got it. I was looking for RNH, but I thought Savage would be better anyway. I like like the Savage. Yeah. Savages out here. Savages. All right. So our question comes from William Kincaid on Twitter. And his question is, what do you make of non-nerds falsely embracing nerd culture?
1: See, now that's that's an interesting question there, Mr. William. Uh, there, there's a few things to uh, to embrace with this. You know, Denzel, I didn't really know you as a child, but I can speak for myself when I say I've been a nerd pretty much my whole life. I've also been a social nerd. Um, you know, never really dealt with getting beat up or, like, being terrible at sports or anything like that, but I would go home and do nothing but play video games. I, I think that qualifies... The nerd dumb here. Nerd culture has definitely become more mainstream in recent years, uh, and it has been co-opted by a lot of mainstream type people. The kind of people who would beat up our kind of people fifteen years ago, not that long ago. Um, but I'm not going to say that that is a bad thing. It is annoying at times, especially because you have people who didn't deal with that struggle, who, who were popular as, as kids, now they can jump onto that train now that it's the cool thing to do. You know. You go from the cool thing being playing football to the cool thing camping out in front of Star Wars. Like, yeah, all they're doing is jumping from the cool thing to the cool thing, but the cool thing is ours now. You know? Like, that, that that's not a bad thing where I can understand your annoyance when you have something that was yours when it was good and bad when you had the negatives attached to it and you you lived it you had that pain and someone else now that it's the cool thing now that everyone wants to do that someone else comes and takes it and now they're questioning your nerd cred because they just happen to be in a different subset than you we call that cultural appropriation.
2: Uh,
1: let this be a light bulb moment for some people out there. Uh, that's what happens. You know, if it's if it's a big ass or big lips and suddenly Kylie Jenner comes around and now everyone wants a big ass. There's a lot of black women who feel very um, slighted. Like, oh, you can't have it. When it's on a black woman, but now that a now that an Armenian chick is rocking this, now it's fashionable. Fuck you. <laughs> kind of the same deal here, you know. It's it's not popular for kids to be playing Dungeons and Dragons until it's on Stranger Things. All right, cool. Guess that's that's the cool thing now. You didn't get beaten up for this ten years ago. Fuck you. It's it's a it's a very bitter feeling, um, and I and I get that, but I'm gonna say in this case because it's not something that you're born with, there's more positives to be had here. Um, I'm a member of the fighting game community, and it's never been bigger. Evo is growing every year. Last year, it was at uh, the Mandalay Bay. This next year, it's going to be at the Mandalay Bay the entire time. That's not something that we could have even imagined 10 years ago. You know, like, when Evo Moment 37, the Daigo Perry, when that happened, I don't even think that was in like a whole hotel ballroom you know that was just some people in a small room but that was one of the bigger tournaments and now we're in the Mandalay Bay on ESPN like that's a great thing embrace it I think you should ride the tide that is raising for us
0: you know I I do I mirror some of your sentiment here my my issue comes in the form of Commercial commercialization mm-hmm. of those things because what what happens when something becomes popular people people exploit it absolutely essentially and what ends up happening is once money moves in it creates like you you know how you you go to the store and you buy like an infl like a balloon yeah. I was gonna say an inflatable object that's <laughs> dumb you buy a balloon right so the thing that you love and you cherish is that balloon mm-hmm and then suddenly, strangers come out of nowhere and say, oh, hey, that balloon is cool. Balloon's fucking cool. Can I blow on it? And everybody's taking their turn blowing on it, yeah. blowing on it, blowing on it. And eventually, as they, everybody's blowing it just enough so it stays inflated. Mm-hmm. But as soon as one of those big parties gets, loses interest, it starts to deflate. And as it deflates, it loses the its old form. Right. It's just a husk of what it used to be. It's all stretched out and it's all worn the fuck out. And it's, it's not what it used to be as soon as those people with the money leave. Right. And that's a huge problem that I have. Because essentially, it's like deforestation of <laughs> yeah. a culture. Yeah. And you have cats come in and say like, yo, like... Fighting games are sick. We're going to put you on ESPN. But as soon as they smell money elsewhere, as soon as they don't smell the money coming from there anymore, they're gone. And you lose a lot of people as you grow into this thing that's on ESPN. For various reasons. Either... You jack up the prices so much that your old fans can no longer afford to come. Yeah. You put it in a new hotel where it's much more expensive to stay yeah. and you lose more people or it's any combination of things. Maybe, maybe they don't like the new crowd that it's attracting. Mm. Maybe maybe more people have started taking showers and they miss the old stench. <laughs> you know. So you, by, by wanting to include more people into a culture, you start to lose the people who made the culture what it was.
1: When you diversify anything, you are going to lose some of the, um, the focus because you have to appeal to a broader audience. And that, that is something that I have noticed in fighting games. You know, One of the things that actually attracted to me to competitive fighting games in the first place was the, quote, unquote, thuggery. Like, if y'all haven't seen uh, Yipes' Marvel 2 video, go check that out. That is the video that made me get into competitive fighting games. It was Yipes just talking shit while beating people's asses. Something that really drew me in. That's That's not gone entirely, but it's definitely a lot less than it used to be. I mean, back in those days, people literally had knives drawn on them over money matches back then. Because it was real shit. And, you know, these were a lot of hood dudes. This was their one outlet that wasn't gang violence. Some of them still kind of participated in gang violence. Yeah, you do lose a lot of your old focus when you have to appeal to a broader audience. And I feel that. And I I see what you're saying about investors moving on. That is definitely a a major concern in the long run. But there's also kind of nothing you can do about it. So I'm going to say just shut up and enjoy the ride. (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: Another another huge problem that I have is the when the new people come in, they don't understand what made it good in the first place. Yeah. That's the worst part. Yeah. You have you have some it's like that Steve Buscemi meme where he's walking up with a skateboard and his backwards cap. <laughs> yeah. Hello fellow teens. It's yeah. it's like that, but yeah. in real life. You have a bunch of people who think they have an idea of what makes this good like for instance we go to anime conventions Mm -hmm. what somebody could assume makes that good is the anime itself right right? so people go there to gather around have fun at the anime convention go to these dumb little panels so anybody from the outside coming in would look at that and say oh this is what makes this popular Okay. Cool. And, but no. They and then and then they double down on those features, right? Oh, let's have more sewing panels, more wig panels. Mm. When in reality, what makes those things good, at least to our generation when we were going, and not these fucking weird kids from Tumblr uh. like Hatalia. Uh. No, that's not even a thing anymore, is it? No. Uh whatever the new Yuri on ice. Yeah, no, yeah. Now that's just Yuri on ice. Now now that kids are coming in that like that dumb shit it's it's they're targeting them and look i don't want to be targeted for anything nothing ever <laughs> but what essentially what i was getting at was they think they know but in reality what made it good was us meeting each other making new friends getting drunk as shit fucked up ordering a lot of food passing out waking up drinking warm coors light in the morning And then repeating in the process, shower beers, all of that. And those aren't, those aren't things that can necessarily be capitalized on, but those are the things that are lost when they transition to new people. So, Oh, you guys need to quiet down in your hotel rooms. Oh, you guys can't bring outside liquor into this hotel. Things like that. It's them clamping down little by little on the things that could be seen as more eccentric by investors or outsiders right. who are really trying to just capitalize
1: on this. Yeah, they're trying to reach a broader market, and us doing our ratchet shit is not a broader market. You know, Now the the place to do that is at EDM festivals. And I'm not about to go to EDM festivals. No. Fuck all that. I'm not spending $400 to go get heat stroke. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to put Molly in my butt.
0: Oh, fuck that. <laughs> not, not gonna happen. As far as just individuals getting into it, like, oh hey, like I don't really have a genuine interest in this, but there are things here that I find appealing that I think that I can capitalize on, such as people who don't actually play video games getting into video games so they can make content online. Uh yeah, that, and that churning it out. And people can smell it. Yeah. People when you watch somebody who's not interested in something genuinely you can tell well smart people can tell
1: well people who are genuine yeah you know like the average your average consumer can't tell the difference but your seasoned pros can smell it a mile away it's easy yeah
0: yeah exactly just like if somebody's trying to fake the funk about liking basketball yeah i i can tell you 110 percent. i can spot a liar Somebody who's not singing the praises of Chris Stapp's Porzingis in the morning (laughs) every fucking day. (laughs) I know you lying to me. I know you lying. For those who aren't aware, Chris Stapp's Porzingis is a forward on the New York Knicks. This is his third season, I believe. And he is seven feet tall. And he shoots threes like it's nothing. He's
1: the shit. I mean, when you can reach the net from the... Three point line. I mean, shit's it's easy, pretty easy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's the reincarnated Dirk Nowitzki because Dirk's career died a long time ago. <laughs>
1: Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to spot fakes.
0: Yeah, it's it's easy to it, spot the liar. Yeah. You can. It's easy to spot people who aren't into it, and it's the last thing that you want to do as part of any community ever is to be not welcoming to people.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Especially if, it, if you want your community to grow, you gotta be welcoming. I, I have had to tell that to so many people who are trying to be, you know, gatekeepers to their own community. I'm like, you are going to kill what you love yeah. by doing this because yeah, there's 20 people here now and they're all, they pass your bar and you know, they're up to your standards and half of those dudes in three years are not going to be here because they got shit to do. Not, not at all. And if you're, if you're trying to be Mr. Gatekeeper here, keeping everyone new out, you're going to have 10 people in three years and that's going to go down from there.
0: Yeah. And eventually it'll just implode. Yeah. And it'll just be him on Reddit complaining about how this community used to be so vibrant, but now it's dead. Uh. One of the most egregious versions of this, this is gonna come off as a wild sexist, but like when good looking ladies are doing it, yeah it fucking kills me I you can't as a man, you cannot get on the internet and show some cleavage or take off your shirt and have rock hard abs and expect people to watch what
1: yeah, I mean, you know, shout out to Casey Tron. she's a terrible player, but a great entertainer, and she knows you know like. I feel like most of her viewers are self aware that they, you know, they're only there because she's a pretty girl, but she's at least entertaining about it. That's good. But um, what kills me about that in particular is because I know legitimately attractive women who are legitimately into this stuff before it became all popular and before everything blew up. And now they're painted with the same brush has a lot of these people who are just chomping on because they see there's money to be had. Yeah. And I, that kills me a little bit. I'm, um, to me,
0: there's nothing worse than getting caught up in broad strokes. It's yeah. fucking terrible.
1: I mean, I, I, I've I been a gamer all of my life, and I've always hated the term gamers because I know they're miscategorizing me. Like I know you're not talking to me. You're it, talking to the stereotype, exactly.
0: Whatever image that they built up in their mind, and what is it now? Uh, a bunch of alt-right weenies sitting uh. in basements with Pepe pe- pe- memes, Pepe <laughs> pe- 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 memes, <laughs> sitting sitting in fucking basements demanding soup from their mothers or chili in the summer. Yo, give me some Tendies, bitch. I, that's it's dumb. It's I'm and. I'm opposed to generalizations of all sorts. Sure. Because you can't... You, I mean, look. No, let me take that back. Let me take that back. I'm not opposed to every generalization. Some are okay. You don't want to generalize generalizations. Ooh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's... Like, if I were to say, okay, so... In order to get a point across faster, saying something like, all these people do this... Yeah, even though it's not true and it's very hyperbolic, I I would under I would assume that the person that I'm talking to would have the capacity to understand what hyperbole is and what's not.
1: Sure. But yeah, no, I mean there's definitely generalizations that are handy for just efficiency, but that was what killed me actually about the whole gamergate thing. Um like I got the controversy, I got both arguments really. But both sides were just slinging such vitriol at each other with such broad strokes that it's like everyone who was against Gamergate, which I, which is a hard thing to... Like, the people who were against the gamers, mm-hmm. they were, you know, all bleeding heart feminists and they were uh, libtard cucks. Fucking pussies. And then the the gamers... We're all basement dwelling, neckbeards. Couldn't get a girlfriend, and I'm like, this sucks for everyone. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and the worst part is that those those people that work in the press, I feel like at least this is what I'd like to think. And here's a generalization: hey. anybody who was against gamer game, I want to believe that they have good intentions.
1: I think both sides had good intentions. I think. Gamergate as a whole was just like, yo, fuck this one bitch. Yeah. And, and then that became like this whole thing, like, oh, you hate women, you say. Like, yeah. No. That was that that was entertaining. Oh, entertaining. No, it was it was, it great, was great fucking hilarious both sides shitting on each other and just laughing from the sidelines. Yeah. That I that always side great. with whoever's funniest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good stance. <laughs> and there were I still follow some people
1: from Gamergate. Uh on Twitter. I and mean, there are some we, decent voices being thrown into the mix that were trying to be reason. rational.
0: People people are re- I like to at least pretend that I come from the standpoint that most people are reasonable until proven otherwise.
1: I I most people believe they're right. They're like they they have a reason to believe whatever it is that they believe. No one is willfully wrong unless they're trolling, which is definitely a thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. These guys I I want to I want to say that their hearts were in the right place. Yeah. Because what they were doing was standing for a woman and for those of you listening, standing is a term derived from the Eminem song <laughs> Stan, where he had an overzealous fan who kidnapped his wife and Killed her,
1: I think. I think so, yeah.
0: Or he accidentally drove off a bridge, killing them both. Yes. So, um, using the term "stan" describes uh, somebody diehard ing for something, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, a a fanatical
0: fan. (laughs) Yes, yes. yeah. So people were standing for this woman, Zoe. Yeah, and I understand that you want to protect your friends at all costs.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I, I also get that they wanted to not set a precedent of personal attacks being so effective. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know there was also issues with like Brianna Wu, um, Anita Sarkeesian, like a lot of people got kind of caught up in this Zoe Quinn storm because of these personal attacks and people who came to defend her. And, you know, if if you have a colleague... Who you respect, and people are calling her professional ethics into question. You you want to defend that, and you know that makes sense. But these other people were like, no, this person crossed the line. Fuck them. Yeah. Here's why. And
0: and there are there are a lot of people who are on Twitter who are loose cannons, oh. <laughs> who who will do anything and everything to drive their point home. Yeah. And that can be overwhelming where you have somebody who's in your mentions 24 fucking 7 you do always have the option to block them yeah i'm never i'm never going to be out here fucking singing the harmonies of cyberbullying and decrying it because cyberbullying at least in my mind doesn't really need to exist it only exists within the person who's being uh quote unquote
1: cyberbullied i mean I'm sure it's beyond exhausting to have, um, you know, if you have a thousand people on 4chan constantly harassing you, yeah, block them all. Then, you know, just don't go to, them...
0: don't go to fucking 4chan. No,
1: but I mean like you're on Twitter, oh. they're coming from 4chan, oh, okay. you know, block them all 250 of them, make new accounts, block all of those 25 more. It's like, come on, dog, yeah. get, get a life, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I side with you on that. <laughs> you it's, know?
0: it's relentless. It can be very relentless. But all I got to say for that is just, A, make your account private, or B, don't use Twitter.
1: Yeah. That's really it. Which, I mean, that kind of sucks for some people. But, I mean, um, what was her name from uh, Ghostbusters? Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. She deactivated her account, right? Did she? I, I don't so. know. I didn't keep up with that at all. I think so. And if if not her, other celebrities have. Where, you know, they just got tired of people giving them shit for anything they say. So I'm just like, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah. I still have a career outside of Twitter. Who needs this? You
0: don't, after you reach a certain point, I don't think you really need to use Twitter. No. It's, and a lot of it is ignoring people anyway. Yeah. It's
1: fucking A. I mean, I texted Martin Shkreli yesterday. He didn't hit me back. Oh, did he put his number up somewhere? <laughs> he did. <laughs> Jeez. He put that up on a Facebook live stream.
0: Shit, man. Should he,
1: let me, what's his number? Do you have it? Yeah, I can tell you. Shit, he put it up. I'll tell it on air. I'm going to call him right now and see if he picks up. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be pretty good. All right, so that's 646-217-2783.
0: All right, I'm calling Martin Shkreli right now. Let's see what happens. Might go straight to voice.
1: Oh. You reached Martin Scrawley. Please leave a message. Sorry, mailbox is full. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Well, at least
0: we know he he looked at it and ignored the call.
1: Yeah, I mean that that just verified for our listeners. If you hadn't caught the uh, the Facebook Live feed, that was his actual phone number. He was taking calls from the audience. (laughs) Um. When I listened in on that, it was kind of more boring than I was expecting. You know, Shkreli being a ri- like the richest troll on the planet. Uh, I expected him to be a little bit more of a loose cannon type person. But the guy was just asking him really basic questions. So he was giving really basic answers. It was fucking boring. Like he was playing with his cat and shit. Like, all right. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. So...
1: All that aside,
0: all that aside, uh, we're gonna we're gonna start to wrap things up here. But before we do, I've got a dating update. Oh. Oh. so I went ahead and I created my OKCupid account, and it was a terrible mistake. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, things happen.
0: Of of the names uh, I was given uh, due to some of my dating past, Rufio G. Okay, Rufio. Okay. Rohypnoholic. <laughs> okay. Weedgurt. Weedgurt, okay. And uh, Dankus
1: Dungeon. I like Dankus Dungeon.
0: Yeah, but you can't use that as a dating site name. No. <laughs> no. So I went with it's something. Still better than Rufio. Yeah, Rufio G or Rufio, either or. Yeah, no. Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. 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 Or. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just drag him back, <laughs> fucking a. So uh I went with an innocuous name, uh America's Man Crush Monday, America's MCM.
1: Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Uh, I
0: I haven't sent out. I sent out one message so far. Okay, but that's something that I want to do more with the show itself. Yes. Uh So if you guys have any any hot dating tips for your boy Denzel, uh, Chet and I are eventually going to go do a photo shoot. Which will go up on the website, which still isn't up yet. Well, you know, uh, baby steps. Baby steps. Agreed. Uh, we're we're currently putting together the website, and it, it's getting there. Yeah, I we'll, suppose.
1: And we'll have some photos up there, and yeah, maybe we'll have some links for all the shit that we reference that none of y'all will get.
0: Yes, you, precisely. Uh, bespoke show notes for for the show. I although I do put in did put in notes in the description of the uh, episode for soundcloud hey. i don't know if those go anywhere though but we'll yeah. find out it's not like i i remembered from last year i mean it could be the time of the year that it is it's coming into spring it's exiting winter winter is cuffing season as we all know oh
1: yeah gotta get that you gotta get that boyfriend just in time for christmas keep him through valentine's day get all get all your free gifts out the way roundabout easter y'all split
0: yep yep or, if you're a real OG, you leave them right as Christmas comes around, and then you hop on Tinder looking for lonely chicks who were just broken up with.
1: It's good shit right there. That's all day. I, uh, I When I was single, I would just go to clubs on Valentine's Day and just see like, you're alone. What are you doing tonight?
0: I'm on the site. Uh, I send a message to one girl. Uh, no response, sure. obviously. I have one picture on there. My descriptions aren't filled out. I'm, it's just, it's me in a picture of uh, one of the dickheads from, that's a term that we use for fans of the dick show if you're not familiar. For those. Uh, his name is Andy. Uh, we went out for drinks, and I'm using a picture of he and I sitting at the Modern Times Tasting Room.
1: Oh, cool. And I... That's, I work right there. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, that's a walking distance from my work.
0: The, oh, no, no, not that one. Not that oh. one. Uh, the one that's in North Park. Gotcha. Okay. I actually okay. went down to that one for the first time with uh, a friend of mine from high school. Oh, cool.
1: It was fucking tight. Did you see the uh, the Michael Jackson mural of Post-its? Maybe that wasn't there at the no. time. No. I went... Um, Shit, it was a couple weeks ago. Um, and they have one wall. It's just post-it notes that um make up effectively pixel art of Michael Jackson and his pet monkey bubbles. And uh yeah, that really amused me. Like nice all the shit to put on a brewery wall. There you have it. It's a good
0: choice. Yeah. It's a good choice. Well, I'm looking forward to taking ladies there. Yeah, it's. I mean, oh, it's in a sketchy location, though. Yeah,
1: I don't know about that one. North, Jeez, the North Park yeah, part yeah, one's North probably part, it's,
0: Yeah, that's got it's out in the open. Yeah. The, so the Modern Times tasting room that we're talking about is in kind of just a, an alley. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it's basically a one and a half lane street cut in a one lane, like one lane each side. Yeah. And it's just as thin out
1: it's like an alley it, and it it, it the, looks dangerous and there's nothing really in that area either it's all kind of industrial there's also a homeless shelter nearby so there's a ton of hobos walking around like at all hours of the day so it's really just a great place to take a date there's also a shitload of strip clubs in that area very God very damn. classy area
0: you got to you got to pick a, the safest route possible
1: to take a date there yeah, no, I never really considered taking <laughs> taking anyone out there.
0: Jesus. North Park is definitely the better North choice. North Park
1: is one hundred percent.
0: Jeez. Well, I mean, hopefully I can find somebody. I haven't in the all the time that I've ever used online dating, I've only been on I wanna say five or six dates. It's more than me. I mean, have you ever used it?
1: No. So fuck yourself. You miss all the shots you don't take. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. If you if anybody listening to this have has has any any uh great ideas for messages beyond ask her what her dad's like or yeah. I like your shoes. Anything past that. Anything past that, I'm willing to listen. Shoot us an email at askrnh at gmail dot com. Give us a ring at four one three Savage One Or you know what? Next Hit date. me up and get in my mentions on Twitter. And get lost uh, in the next at X real nerd hours, and my personal account is at that Denzel,
1: and mine's at Bushido Brown SD. I barely use Twitter, so if you want to get in my mentions, I might use it more. Uh
0: yeah. Let, let us know what you think. Uh, if you've got feedback for us, let us know through any one of those channels, or you know, just leave a five star review on iTunes. Specifically, five star review Don't because
1: no fours.
0: It's uh, it'll help the placement of the podcast, and it can, as soon as if it's getting a high amount of five star reviews in a relatively short amount of time, what it's going to do is shoot up the charts, and hey. it's going to make the show more popping. Hey, and when I win, you win. We all win
1: together. Come on now. You want this production quality to be even better, don't you?
0: Yeah, we could maybe even afford to hire Sean.
1: Yeah, get Sean down here.
0: Yeah, we'll fly him out every show. Easy. Specifically, fly him. Oh, yeah. No. Even though it would take longer to drive than. No, it would take longer to fly than it would to drive down here.
1: All things considered, yeah.
0: Yeah, you got to go through the airport. Got to sit around for a while. Yeah, got to wait for takeoff. Then you got to land. Then you got to disembark. Then you got to walk to the front of the airport.
1: Then you got to wait to get picked up. Yeah, then drive back.
0: Yeah. That's so we're a flying. Lot.
1: Yeah, so we're flying them out every week, right? <laughs> exactly.
0: We'll fly them the fuck out. Uh, if you enjoy the show, if you don't enjoy the show, let us know. We definitely are interested in the feedback. We need to. Uh, improve the show.
1: Yeah, you know, if there's anything you don't like, let us know and we'll, we'll, maybe we'll fix it Maybe we'll tell you to fuck off. Either way, you're getting validated. As noted, we have pop filters now. Hey. So,
0: you're no longer gonna get the vicious pop on the, uh, subwoofer. You might get a little bit because I've, I've definitely hit it a few times. (laughs) But, this is with Jesus. (laughs) Without. So, you know what? Hashtag blessed, baby. Hashtag <laughs> we out here. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been Real Nerd Hours. I've been Denzel. And I've been Chuck. Good night.